Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, Episode Zero, Special Edition. I'm your host, Mike Carlucci, and with me, as always, is Tierney Steele. Welcome to our special edition. It's better than most special editions you might be thinking of right now. Yes, it's a special edition of the podcast, not uh, not a revision of something. <laughs> I just couldn't let it go. As soon as I heard you say that out loud, instead of looking at it typed on the spreadsheet, I was like, special edition. That has connotations. But today is way better than that, because we have kind of a sneak preview for the movie. The original theatrical trailer for Return to Oz. I love how dramatic we're both being. (laughs) But yes, this is the original getting people hyped up to go see the movie. Disney trying to get anyone to go see the movie so they can make some money back on it. Um, It's rated PG to start off, which I am just now realizing I should have looked up what Wizard of Oz is rated, but I assume it is G. I'm fairly confident it's G. I don't know what would... Well... Because it would be a, a retro ranking, right? Yeah, yeah. They were just willy-nilly releasing movies back in the day. But our movie, Return to Oz, in case you aren't as familiar with it, although we did let you know what it is in the previous little dropped teaser episode, is 1985 Walt Disney movie. It's a sequel to the 1939 film The Wizard of Oz, But it's not a direct sequel. It isn't based on a book. It's actually a mishmash of two sequels that L. Frank Baum wrote. And it's directed by... I'm going to butcher because I always mix him up. It's Walter Murch, right? I love the way... So it's directed by Walter Murch, and he's also listed under screenplay as well as Gil Dennis. But I love that when you look up screenplay in IMDb, it also comes up with L. Frank Baum because of the novels. So, although this says novels Ozma of Oz and The Land of Oz, I thought it was The Marvelous Land of Oz. Sorry, I'm getting distracted. The movie is marvelous. Let's talk about that. (laughs) And uh, on a slight tangent back to our earlier conversation on the rating, according to the Deseret News, in 2013, when The Wizard of Oz was re-released, it was moved up from a G rating to a PG rating. Because So... So they're equal. It's PG now. That makes sense, though. Because, I mean, I... And I... My copy of The Wizard of Oz growing up was taped with commercials... I think it aired on, like, New Year's Eve in the middle of the night. I remember it being a really big deal to, like, set up the timer on the VCR so it would tape The Wizard of Oz so we would have a copy. And it was definitely... It wasn't edited for TV, but it there wasn't any, like, this is scary for kids or anything. So I just always assumed it was G because it's a musical. And this is a Disney movie, so even with the PG... It's going to be fun, right, Mike? Right. (laughs) The 80s were known for fun Disney PG 
rated movies. Live action Disney is just always such a heartwarming delight. Nothing scary ever happens. Um, I, I do love, and it's not much a spoiler, I think 90% of this trailer is just one scene, but it's my favorite scene, so I'm okay with it. But as I was watching it, I mean, they cut to other things, obviously, but the bulk of it is flying in the gup. Well, let's just wait right here for a second. Everyone, go watch the trailer now and pause the podcast. So, I don't know. But I, speaking of guests, I am trying to coordinate with my sister when she can come because she plays our theme music and she did it by ear, which she hates doing. So I'm very grateful to her for putting that together for me. And I'm trying to figure out if the music in the trailer is the theme just played on different instruments. It's not TikTok's theme, which is what I had her do because... It's my favorite. Um, but I'm trying to figure out if this is the adventure theme. In some parts it sounds like it, but in some parts it doesn't. Maybe it was an earlier earlier mix, because it is, it is similar, but it's also a very, it's a very adventurous theme. Yes. Well, I, we call it the adventure theme, but I'm sure, having looked at the soundtrack, that it has some random name that's just whatever scene it was first played over. Um, I did mention in the point nine episode that I am a huge fan of the score. And this music is good. I'm actually wondering if it's just part of that same piece of music that didn't get used in the final cut of the film. And it's been so long since... Actually, I don't know if I've ever listened to the soundtrack separately. So I just don't know it. But either way, it's pretty good. I Maybe I'll make her play that too. I'm sure she'd love it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, un- unlike some soundtracks. Well, while we're on episodes, we'll stick with episode one <laughs> uh, that have very specific uh, titles, such as Qui Gon's Noble End uh, or spoilers, Qui Gon's Funeral. Spoilers for a movie. That's been out for many years and that isn't what our podcast's about. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that so, was I remember when that happened and people freaking out. I mean it's good music. <laughs> John Williams is kinda good. Uh but so is David Shire who does the composing for this film. Let's see. Oh, I uh have audio air quotes around Dorothy transported magically back to Oz. I love how they were just like, yeah, we're not going to mention any of the Kansas stuff in this trailer. Yeah, they they go right into, we're back at Oz. And, I mean, really, for for something they're billing as a sequel, because they... They don't, they don't hold, it, hold back any punches. They say, you'll be transported miraculously back to the land of Oz, yeah. the magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. I mean, Disney paid MGM for use of the words Ruby Slippers. They were milking it for all they could, weren't they? <laughs> and I 
can't blame them, but I just... Although, as you'll find out when you listen to episode one, Kansas is in color in this film. And I wonder if they were worried that showing Kansas in color would be confusing and give it away, since in The Wizard of Oz it's black and white. When she's not in Oz, if you only show Oz in the trailer, your trailer's all color, then no one knows until it's too late. Ah, uh, that's, uh, that's a good... That's a very interesting theory. Although, you were saying, oh, the trailers makes it out to be more adventurous, it doesn't show you how bleak it's gonna be. The second thing we do is see that the cowardly lion's been turned to stone. So, and, and it says, you know, she has to fight to restore... I, I don't remember the exact wording, but I was like, this, this is fair warning. This is, this is a warning track right here. I mean, clearly things are not going well in Oz. Yeah, the first, I mean, right after a beloved, uh, a beloved magical kingdom, we see Dorothy hold up a broken brick in the middle of what looks like a forest. And what color is that brick? I mean, it's yellow, but there were there were yellow bricks. There was a design. It was a, a. It was in the middle of a thriving metropolis. Yeah, there was a. It was well paved and maintained. Yep. I mean, clearly the Munchkins have. You know, we we saw the Lollipop Guild, but there's a Mason Guild. Like they they were bricklayers. <laughs> You've latched onto this trivia quite nicely. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really trying to be upbeat while it also definitely, but I don't know if that's because I know the movie, but I feel like, oh, it really does a good job foreshadowing that this is going to be darker than the original, but I think that's because I know the original. I definitely didn't see this trailer. I caught Return to Oz on TV. To start with. Um, I don't even know if I saw it all the way through the first time I saw it. I might have come in at some random point, And then just over time, I had added it up enough till I'd seen the whole movie. And I loved it. And I love her new friends. More new friends. Um, but I do wonder how different it would have been if I had seen this trailer and been looking forward to seeing this movie in a theater in 1985. Yeah, uh- all it makes me think about is uh, the scene in Arrested Development where George Michael gets a, a flashback to the time he found the television show Oz, which was about a prison, mm-hmm. and it shows him with uh, what a little uh, like flag for the Wizard of Oz and maybe a stuffed animal. Like they're talking like, the beloved kingdom, young and old. And it's mysteriously changed, and you see a stone lion, a broken road, and I don't know. The Tin Man looks like he's been turned to stone. Yeah. Can you so, turn tin to stone? I, apparently, you can, as we learn here. <laughs> I'm not a metallurgist. I don't know why that would make a difference, and he wouldn't just become a tin man, a stone man. It's really bugging but, you, isn't it? The stone tin man. Oh, now I can just drive you insane. Anytime I want a turn to talk on the podcast, I'll just be like, Mike, Mike, think about it. A stone tin man. He's already made of tin. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you change him from one. Oh, this is 
unliving <laughs> material to the next. He's not organic. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. They're, they're... Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't mean he can't be alive. He could still be alive and be non-organic. If you enjoy philosophical debates on what makes someone alive, <laughs> join us. Uh, I think uh, TikTok has some great minutes of what makes someone a person that I very much tried to deep dive and then immediately remembered why I never took philosophy in college because it made my head hurt. Uh, so we, I won't be getting into that too deeply. I will mention in passing because it's really great and weird to think about. But yes, we see TikTok. We see Jack Pumpkinhead. We see the Gump. Belina's got a few lines in the trailer. I was really pleased with that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as someone like like you, I didn't see the trailer before I saw this movie. Uh, looking at it after the fact, it's like, oh, I, sure, Talking Chicken's a main character. Like, she must be. Look at look at the time she gets in the trailer. She's and, everywhere. And no one questioned where Toto... I'm sure people did question where Toto is. Toto's not in the trailer at all because we never see Kit. Oh, I bet there were people so confused that Toto had been replaced by a talking chicken, which I've just, oh, I'm realizing now I've always taken as a given in my life. But I like the idea, I think better in the books is that in the books she ends up, Dorothy, in the books Dorothy ends up going back to Oz She's already traveling, and there's a storm, and that's how she ends up getting transported back to Oz. <laughs> there isn't a traumatizing doctor scene like there is in our film. Tune into our podcast to listen to Tierney freak out in, uh, what is it, week three, I think? But in the book, she and Uncle Henry are traveling. You assume, like, Toto's back on the farm and totally fine and has no problem with missing out on these adventures. So I don't know... How I feel about... I don't feel like Toto's replaced by Belina. I feel like there's just two different movies with different sidekicks. It's like... it it It's Marion and Short Round all over again. See, I was, I was going to say Sala. Oh. But... Mm, well, as long as everything comes back to Indiana Jones for my brain. <laughs> Star Wars and Indiana Jones are kind of the cultural touchstones. But I did love when they said, you know, an Oz you haven't seen before. It's like, well, speaking of cultural touchstones, this isn't it. (laughs) And they say, an Oz you haven't seen before, but you'll want to visit again and again. And that's the line that made me think of you. Because, of course, you did want to visit again and again. Yeah, this was the, this was the Oz for me. Oh, I feel like that should be like a tagline or something. Um, My only major quibble with this trailer is that they refer to uh they refer to a evil king and a queen and she's not that's a princess that doesn't seem like something very difficult to get right in your trailer we, we don't really know where she ranks in the oz royal family don't they call her princess uh, mommy in the as- film though Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. But just in terms of what we know here in the trailer, and we do know her name is Princess. Uh, but as we know from Star Wars, you can be a princess just by being the daughter of a senator. 
Maybe she's the, the daughter of the senator of uh, Oz. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe they just thought king and queen sounds better in the trailer. It's, you know, it, uh, minor spoiler alert. She's kind of, she's the head person. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's, there's one thing we don't you remember see... from Return to Oz, it's probably that. But we don't see anyone else in the in the the ruling ruling power here. So if you know, she, could she just be the queen and the princess? That's not how maybe. Princesses work. Says the girl who. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess you're right. I I guess. I mean, this came out in '85. Star Wars had already smashed the idea of what makes a princess, although they hadn't yet destroyed how queens get... Oh, no, that that would come later in episode one. (laughs) Queens, princesses, elections, no one knows what's going on. It just really bugged me. I was like, that's such a simple thing to... I guess they just decided queen sounded better. I'm sure that's what it came down to. I mean, Disney is and has been the princess company. They probably didn't want to market, oh yes, and here's our new evil princess. We have Cinderella, Snow White. That's a really good point that I didn't even think of. And oh my god, Mombi is a Disney princess. Oh, this changes everything. I mean, Leia's still my Disney princess. And if I'm not being snarky, it's it's Ariel. But sorry, I'm just so excited. That's awesome. And you know what? Hey, you study history. There have been some evil princesses. So this kind of tracks. And they're outnumbered by good princesses, I think, in the aggregate, if you added it all up. But, oh, I love that Disney princess mommy. She can bring her little lyre to the tea parties and play music. <gasps> this is great. Oh, all right. Well, now I'm glad that they did this so that I would think to talk about it after watching the trailer. <laughs> um, my other problem is I'm not a huge fan of that Oz logo. No, I like the Oz off center off to the right. I do love it when it's the big O and the small Z. But for some reason, the way it's centered, I'm just like, that doesn't, that doesn't look right. My favorite is actually when it's on the, where it's the big O, and then like it has the ribbon banner that says Oz. Is that what it is on the copy of the script? And in the poster? Uh, I believe so. I think it's the, the alternate logo. Yeah, I, and the poster had like, it's a big O, a little Z, and then it has the return to on the banner. And that's my favorite. Yeah, that that actually looks looks more like what we see of Oz in Oz itself. They have that that sort of aesthetic uh, that we see on the on the. Um, I think it's still it's another lion. It's not the cowardly lion, but it's another lion that is holding a banner. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't the cowardly lion sad because like the rest of the lions were brave? And he wasn't. I'm sure there was. There were other lions. 
mentioned. Now I'm not so sure. Never mind. I'm going to stop this train of thought. Uh, because I have enough questions about Return to Oz without getting into the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, well, because the, the Cowardly Lion does claim that he is king of the jungle. Or the, the forest. forest. Yeah. Forest. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, he doesn't say, I am battling amongst the lions to be king of the forest. No. It sounds like he is the only lion. I thought he had a family that was mean to him. But I wonder if my brain is messed up enough to have tried to mishmash the cowardly lion and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer together. Guys, growing up as a kid in the 80s was great. Everything was on TV. <laughs> but everything wasn't immediately accessible. You had to earn it and find it. Um, so, do you have anything else from the trailer proper that you wanted to discuss? No, I think we'll just get to the last line that presupposes the Disney revival from Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, a whole new world. It inspired. Where's Where's that land, Orlando? Come on. <laughs> oh, no, I just love cuz we get the, you know, the what is that called actually? With the credits and the directed by, the little thing that's on the back of the DVD and the bottom of the poster and here, it's the last shot. You know, there's got to be a name for that card. But I don't know what it is. That's making me feel really stupid. But after that, we get coming this summer. And I just love, well, coming this summer to a theater near you. But I'm just so excited because our podcast is also coming this summer. It's the first day of summer when we start dropping. Coincidentally, on the date the, the film was released. Yes. Back to the air quotes. Coincidentally. <laughs> no. It, it is a coincidence that it's the first day of summer. Although, for all I know, someone back in the 80s had the same thought we did. It's like, if we say coming this summer and drop it on the first day of summer, yay. But you were saying this is a very summer movie for you. So I think that's perfect. And it's so nice watching these old trailers with the voiceover. Mm-hmm. I, I've i really come to miss that. I do, and it doesn't have the, you know, bass noise that all trailers have now. Although, I do have to say, not to bring up the patriarchy in every podcast that I ever guest on, The there is a movie called In a World starring Lake Bell about trying to break through as a female doing voiceover wanting to do these movie trailers and how hard it is and how everyone assumes a girl can't do it because in a world is so iconic that obviously it has to be done by a man it's all about her breaking through and it was really great and I just ah, might as well give it a shout out because I always think of that now with these traditional old trailer voices but you're right it's really nostalgic and this is a great, this is just a great nostalgic trailer. It, it raises some questions, and maybe, as we can tell from the critical reactions to the movie, didn't 
adequately prepare the movie-going audience for what was about to happen, but it worked out for us in the long run, at least. And this movie definitely has, like, a cult following. But I guess... Yeah, so as we mentioned, podcast will start dropping episodes. They will be Monday through Friday daily, starting on a, I believe, Wednesday, but June 21st. Anything else? That covers all of my notes. I think that's it. All right. You want to take us out? Weog. Tiog. Piog. 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 <laughs>